Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health, well-being, and self-care for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's exciting episode where we will be talking all things food. Today's guest is a registered dietitian, nutritionist with a master's in nutrition science. She combines evidence-based medical nutrition therapy with a personalized holistic approach to help others develop a healthy, lasting relationship with food. She is primarily focused on pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes, plant-based nutrition and weight management. When she is not counseling individuals one-on-one at her own private practice, she is working at the Boston Medical Center as an outpatient dietitian. Please welcome Diana Lacalzi. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So great to have you here today, all the way from Boston. Yeah. Uh, It's awesome. Um, I think that food uh, in general is a topic that, well, I don't think I'm, I'm super passionate about. And I think that meanwhile, the whole topic around, you know, nutrition and healthy food and so on is a huge one for the majority of us. But I also think that, um, you know, as there are so many like diets and theories out there, so many opinions on what's healthy eating, what's not healthy, that I think um, it can get very complicated for many of us. I think there's just so much information out there um, on the Internet. So, you know, I'm super excited about today's topic. But uh, first things first, you are a registered dietitian, you know, running your own practice. So do you mind sharing a Mm -hmm. bit more about why you decided to go in that direction um, career wise? Like what inspired you? um... Yeah, sure. Um, So just like you, I also kind of changed careers. So I started working in sports marketing for Major League Baseball in Mm. New York City. So I actually worked there for three and a half years, but I've always kind of had this, you know, I've always had a passion for nutrition and most of my time outside of work was spent studying nutrition. I would take classes in nutrition. I would go to seminars and conferences, just learning more about it. Um, I knew I wanted to get my master's, but I wanted to make sure it was something that I was really passionate about and that I could Mm. make my career. Um, So that's how I kind of really decided to completely switch focus, switch gears and go into nutrition. Um, It was really, you know, taking those courses and diving into it on the side that led me to finally embrace it as a full-time career. Mm. Um, So so I got my master's in nutrition and simultaneously I took the courses um, needed to become a registered dietitian. So I did that over the course of three years, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then here in the United States, you have to complete a dietetic internship. So it's about 1,200 supervised hours. So you you work under the supervision of dietitians, either, you know, either in outpatient setting, inpatient setting or both. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you're eligible to take the exam. So I did that whole process. Um, and, you know, ca- kind of always knowing I wanted to have my own practice, I wanted to mm-hmm. really f- develop relationships with people. 
um, and, you know, really help them change their lifestyles and their habits. So after I completed, after I passed the exam, that's exactly what I did. I just went straight into private practice. Um, I do also work for Boston Medical Center on the side. Right, um, right. But, um, and that's great experience. Like I, I really do enjoy working there as well because I get to see a completely different patient population. Mm. Um, so that's been, you know, that's been um, a really great addition to to what I do. Um, yeah. But but it's yeah, it's been really great. I I'm really glad I made that career change. Um, a, a big part of it was also. I grew up on the island of Puerto Rico. Right. Um, my mom is Puerto Rican. I'm half Puerto Rican. And mm-hmm. that was a huge factor into um, really wanting to help the Hispanic community with nutrition. Because, you know, in the United States, there's really not a lot of Spanish-speaking dietitians. And, right. um, you know, they really don't have great access to nutrition education. So that was, you know, a huge motivator for me as well. No, that's wonderful. That's really nice. And I Thank think you. it's it's wonderful to, um, you know, even at later point, once you've gotten your, you know, degree or your bachelor's degree or whatever, and you've started a uh, career somewhere to realize, you know, it's fine and all good, but I'm actually passionate about something completely different. So I, right. um, I think that's, that's really awesome. But for me personally, and through also through my experience, there is no such thing as one size fits all when it comes to healthy nutrition or, you know, lifestyle, really. Um, I believe there are a few basic rules that, you know, need to be followed. But at the end of the day, each one of us needs to figure out what is the best type of diet. And when I say diet, I mean not, you know, diet in the sense of losing weight, but just the way you eat. Um, and, And what is my type of healthy nutrition, so to say? And I truly believe that it's all about listening to your own body and figuring out what's the best for you and your lifestyle. I, you know, I, for example, I don't believe that just because something is vegan or gluten free, it's automatically healthy. Um, Right. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I kind of just wanted to to know, you know, what is your take on that or, or what how do you look at that or what kind of diet um, are you currently focusing on? And again, not diet in the sense of losing weight, but just in the sense of how you nurture your 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 body, how you fuel your yeah. body. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with, you know, one size doesn't fit all. I mean, we everyone is going to have different eating habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think nutrition needs to be so personalized. And that's why, you know, I think dietitians are so important in this world because we can actually help people create, um, dot, you know, healthy eating plans that, that are going to actually make a change in a person's life and that are also sustainable and, and, you know, will also help develop those healthy eating habits that will be lasting. Mm. Um, so what I do, I mean, just my own approach, I really like to focus on plant-based um, foods. Mm. So what does that, that means? Basically, um, I like to kind of really um, fill my diet with whole foods. So foods that, you know, ha- are minimally processed mm. and that are also plant-based. So a lot of, a lot of um, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, legumes, beans, um, you know, foods that really, 
you know, again, are just minimally processed and full of nutrients, nutrient dense foods, because I agree, you know, just because something is labeled as vegan and, um, gluten free, it doesn't mean it's healthy. You know, you, there's labels are thrown around so easily nowadays. I agree. I agree. But I think, you know, as a society, maybe in a way we are kind of, you know, a little bit maybe brainwashed into thinking that, you know, (laughs) when you see a vegan or when you see gluten free or when you see, you know, certain labels, you automatically, you know, associated with healthy. And um, I personally don't eat any more products. but oh, okay. I, I I would still not consider myself a vegan just because, you know, every now and then uh, if the occasion arises, I would enjoy an ice cream or I would add a little bit of cheese on my pizza, you know. Um, and I actually yeah. gave up um, animal products, I think, around about the time when our son was born. So about seven years ago. And I have noticed so many positive changes since I changed, you know, my diet and gave up for the most part all animal products. I have so much more energy. I feel much toner. I mean, except that, you know, in between I also got pregnant another time. So (laughs) there, (laughs) I feel that that toner. Um, You know, my skin and my hair are much better. That bloating feeling that, you know, you Mm -hmm. we're kind of very familiar with. It's it's also almost gone or, you know, I almost never have it. and just the list goes on and on and on. What about you? I mean, what are some of the direct advantages that you um, have kind of recognized um, for your well-being um, that you have not? Um, yeah, so I, I'm like you. I eat primarily plant-based, but I, I still do enjoy some animal products. I, I really don't eat a lot of meat at all or, mm. or, or like chicken. But, um, you know, uh, weekends come along, I you know, sometimes I'll have eggs or a little cheese. So I think you you need to reap the benefits um, of plant-based eating by going 100% 100 plant-based. You can still see all these positive effects just by incorporating more plant-based meals into one's diet. And Mm. for me directly, I, again, yeah, I noticed a lot of those changes you experienced as well. I, I definitely noticed my energy levels go up. Um, my skin got cleared up a lot. Um, my health, my overall health has just improved. So if we're looking at my blood work, my cholesterol levels, my glucose, mm-hmm. you know, direct um, measures of health really did improve in my diet. And I've been doing this for a while now. Um, you know, I've been eating this way for, for years now. Right, um, right. But it, it was not always that way, right? No, definitely not. Like I've never, I've uh, definitely got through different phases uh, of you know different eating patterns, and I feel like this is the one that I I really feel most healthy because I'm eating such nutrient dense foods. And you see the health effects. Um, I mean, when I have my clients, you know, just incorporate some more plant based meals into their diets, you really do see such tremendous health effects. It is a powerful way of eating, which I yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of vegan and, and plant-based and so on, again, you know, we already said that, that there is 
kind of a confusion or, you know, the people have been kind of or the society has been kind of, um, you know, misled to believe that, you know, vegan and, and vegetarian and this and that is, you know, healthier than whatever else. Um, again, I don't feel right. that way because I think that there are plenty of um, products, ready products, uh, vegan products out there that are just as unhealthy as, you know, any other ready food, you know, that just needs to be heated up or whatever. Um, how and, and I know that this is, you know, kind of um, here in Europe. I mean, I guess there is probably a little bit of a difference between Europe and the States, um, I can imagine. But um, but how do you see all that? I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly the same way, because, you know, an Oreo and French yeah. fries are considered vegan, right? So but right. are they healthy? <laughs> I mean, they're foods that you probably shouldn't be eating every day. Exactly. Maybe yeah. once in a while it's okay. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we do have to be care careful with these labels because vegan is kind of, when you think of the word vegan, it's it's putting a restriction on what you can't eat. So you think vegan, you think, okay, I can't eat anything with animal products, but I still can eat this Oreos mm -hmm. because it doesn't have mm -hmm. animal products on. So I really like to take, I love the term plant-based, whole foods plant-based eating right. because it, it kind of does the opposite. It, it kind of shows you or um, it's kind of a lifestyle that encompasses all these different foods that you can eat on um, on a healthy diet. So mm -hmm. it, it doesn't take into consideration those those foods that aren't necessarily that healthy, uh, mm -hmm. but are still considered vegan. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that there was a little bit more talk um, about, you know, how much sugar there is in so many different products i think this is oh, yeah. this, this is the bigger problem in my personal mm -hmm. opinion um that you know we we have but somehow we never really talk about that too much and and um i personally think that you know we should all be yeah, educating ourselves on on um, being able to read the labels, being able to recognize, you know, obviously not 100% everything what it is, but you know, um, when we look at the label to see, okay, is that something that I really want to be eating uh, or putting in my body or or not really? Uh, because um, I think that the the real problem is is um, really the amount of sugar that we find everywhere. Absolutely. It's, it's terrible. And, you know, like you said, a lot of it comes down to nutrition label reading many. I mean, here in America, so many people don't know what that means, like what it means mm -hmm. if a food has, you know, 10 grams of sugar, because, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they don't really know how many grams of sugar they should be eating in a day. I so there's, there's just no clear reference point. So um, it's definitely part of our job to educate the public and, mm. um, and there's definitely not enough education out there and, you know, not enough um, or I guess there's a lot of information out there, but which is not necessarily uh, accurate education, right? I agree, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, I, I mean, this, the, con the sugar content in foods is really is really astonishing like how much yes. sugar is added to foods and you know even beverages so many people like that is one thing I really struggle um you know I really make it a point to get through with a lot of my patients especially at Boston Medical Center which is more of a community-based mm. hospital so 
So we really focus on nutritional. And I you know I try to teach them about nutrition label reading so that they can take that and um, put it into their own lifestyles and, you know, practice that. Exactly. Um, and kind of give them those guidelines because, you know, without that, you know, who, who knows how much sugar you should, you are allowed to eat. And yeah. It just, adds, it just adds up so quickly. It, it does. Because, you know, if you think about it, sugar is, as you said, in beverages, there in like salad dressings, there in, in ready products, there in, uh, you know, this like pasta sauces or whatever, barbecue sauces. I mean, they're everywhere. And yeah. I actually wrote a few years ago or a couple of years ago, I, I wrote um, a blog on, uh, the different names that uh, the industry uses to um, list sugar on the label. And they have like over 50 names. I mean, 50 wow, yeah. names, which is like <laughs> insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. How are we supposed to know all this information, you know? <laughs> exactly. Oh, the food companies love to, they love to trick the consumer. Yes, yes, yes. I completely agree. But um, as we already said, you are focused on helping your patients to um, reverse type two uh, type two diabetes. Um, Do you mind do you mind sharing a bit more on, you know, how something like this could be done? And, um, you know, or, or how do you go about finding the right diet and so on? Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah, I specialize in um, diabetes, specifically pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes. Um, I So there is a lot of confusion around mm. diabetes, mm. Um, especially, you know, it's there's a lot of confusion. I think it's one of the, you know, there's out of all the chronic illnesses, diabetes has the most confusion because it really it's more of a fat metabolism disorder that manifests itself as a carbohydrate um, mm-hmm. disorder. So many people automatically are taught or, or read about online that they need to really restrict carbohydrates. Mm. And I understand that, you know, that's, you know, that that seems logical, right? But in reality, diabetes type two, that is, is you really formed or really developed from a few different things. One of them being a high fatty diet. So mm-hmm. high, a diet that's high in um, processed meats, saturated fat, which is fat that's found in a lot of animal products. Mm-hmm. Um, a diet that's high in refined carbohydrates. So carbohydrates like sugar. So sugar and all those products that we just discussed, a high sugar diet is also con- going to contribute. Mm-hmm. And then just lack of exercise here in the United States. That's mm-hmm. a huge, huge problem. So all three things are going to contribute to the development of diabetes, especially the first one. The first Mm. one here in the United States, we have a huge problem where the majority of the population eats way too much um, protein. You know, Mm. we eat a lot of animal protein and these animal proteins have saturated, sorry, saturated fat. Right, Um, right. And, you know, when we eat these unhealthy processed diets, they're going to lead to excess body fat. And Mm. having excess body fat is a main contributor to the development of type 2 diabetes. So um, with that said, it is possible to reverse it by changing your eating habits and by exercising. 
it can 100% be reversed if you have, if you have type 2 diabetes. Right. Type 1 is an autoimmune disorder, and that's something that's mm. completely different. Um, so that is why I, I do like to um, tell, you know, my I've seen so much success when people start to incorporate more plant-based meals into their diet. So I'm not here to tell everyone they need to go 100% plant-based, but mm. just just by slowly reducing that animal protein and just switching a few of those meals with some plant-based proteins um, has tremendous effect mm. because those plant proteins, not only are they, um, they're low in fat, so virtually have zero fat, but also are full of other great nutrients like um, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, um, fiber, something that's really lacking in yes. the American diet. Um, so you really do see such great health effects when you start incorporating more of those plant-based meals into your diet mm. um, as a diabetic. Yeah. I find it very interesting. I, um, my husband, you know, he eats pretty much anything. He eats meat, he eats fish, he eats just like the, ki- the, the our children. But uh, now he is actually today, he's on day 10 of his um, green smoothie, cleans, detox, whatever you want to call it. And uh-huh. he is just so, he loves it. He's like, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling, you know, I have so much energy and I'm feeling so great and 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 you know for me I do that like I don't do uh, the last time I think I did like a cleanse was eight days because you know then, then we traveled um I always feel great so I know how, how great I feel and how you know much more energized I feel although I already eat you know quite healthy I would say um but you know for 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 him to be so uh, excited and and to see just after 10 days um you know such a benefits and of him feeling great obviously you know we haven't done any like blood work or anything like that but i just um i find it very interesting how your diet can really affect how you feel oh yeah absolutely i mean most uh, again speaking here in america Right. The majority, the majority of the population here is overweight or obese. Mm. And, you know, they there's a huge um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's the the starving um, uh, obese or overweight person, because, Mm. you know, that it's something that's a relatively new phenomenon. We have these people who are overweight, obese, yet they're pretty much their start. Their bodies are starved of actual nutrients yes yes, um, yes yeah and it's crazy when you actually when you switch it around and you start just you know supplying these nutrient dense to people nutrient dense foods to people they mm. they they can experience such drastic change in their weight in their um bi- blood biomarkers health um it, the you know it, we cannot underestimate the power of nutrients than a nutrient rich diet i agree i agree absolutely but given your experience um uh you know with patients that stick to a certain you know or eat more plant-based or stick to a certain diet or whatever how long does it usually take to reverse um a type 2 diabetes Um, that's a good question so it really um depends so if a person 
you know, let's say a person, it depends on the person's diet going into it. If a person is eating absolutely very unhealthy and makes a drastic change to whole foods, you know, very minimally processed foods and completely plant-based, then, you know, you could see pretty drastic changes, um, you know, happen very fast. So, you know, even in a month, you can see oh, wow. significant drops in A1C, hemoglobin A1C, blood mm-hmm. sugars. Um, and that's if, again, you know, they're making a, a kind of a drastic change to their diet and incorporate yes. exercise as well. Um, you, you first start to see those blood biomarkers really come down. And then, you know, the wait takes a little longer, but that wait follows um, shortly after. Mm. Um, but generally, though, you know, just by incorporating more plant-based meals into your into one's diet and not necessarily switching from uh, animal-based to plant-based, I would say, you know, even a few months. So even, you know, three months, four months, you could you could really start to reverse it. Okay. Which is, yeah. um, I mean, if you think about it, it's not that long of a, of a time frame. No, I know. Um, obviously, the person has to be motivated and dedicated and wanting to make the change because without that you know of course either another never going to happen or it's going to take a lot longer Um, so it's really up to um the person and you know really receiving that proper guidance and you know accountability I, I always tell my clients that you know I can kind of you know I can give you the tools and I can tell you you know the different things that you can try out and this and that but I said the work you need to do the work you know you exactly. cannot you, you have to come with the mindset that you know it's going to get maybe a little bit tough it's going to get difficult you're going to have days where you're going to have setbacks but this is all part of the process and you have to be willing to do the work you know in order to create these habits that you need for a sustainable healthy lifestyle exactly and yeah. it's i tell my 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 clients my patients it's all about you know just take small, make small changes. Mm-hmm. Don't try to take on too much too fast because you're going to overwhelm yourself. Exactly. Small changes are going to lead to, you know, lasting results. Yes. Um, and that's really what's going to help develop those healthy habits, mm-hmm. uh, making small changes and really practicing and honing in on those, those small changes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I know you're busy. So I have one <laughs> last question for you. What will be your number one advice to anyone that has a difficult relationship with food or, um, you know, making sense really of all the confusing and sometimes contradicting information around food? Like what will be the first step? Where should they start? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's a the, great that's question. One million dollar question. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I just knowing everything I had to go through to become a registered dietitian, I know as dietitians, as nutritionists, like we, we really do go through the proper training and schooling. Mm. Um, and so if you are someone who is confused about, um, the conflicting information out there, look for people, look for dietitians. And Mm. there's so many different areas within nutrition that you can, that, you know, us dietitians can specialize in. For example, me, I specialize in diabetes. I have so many fellow dietitians I know who spe- who really specialize in different areas within nutrition mm-hmm. um, and who make their careers within those specializations. So 
my advice, look for those dietitians. You know, there's so many great people, dietitians out there writing blogs and trying to get their information out there, their education out there. So look for credible sources, Mm -hmm. um, which would be dietitians. Don't fall for, you know, fitness um, instructors putting out nutrition advice. Don't fall for, you know, Instagram foodies. Go, Mm. Go with the credible um, evidence-based driven information that will be delivered to you by, or should be delivered to you by dietitians and look for those dietitians that are specializing in whatever it is that you are seeking. Mm -hmm. That's, that's great. Yeah. 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 Because I think that it's all about at the end of the day, you know, when you start your journey, I mean, this is how you also started and this is how I started. It's all about educating ourselves. It's all about, you know, Exactly. kind of going trial and error and educating ourselves and, and, and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And, and um, so I think this is, you know, knowledge is powerful. I mean, in, it doesn't matter if it's nutrition or what it is. Um, <laughs> but I guess in, in that sense, in nutrition, even more so, because, you know, then then you can really make, uh, you know, conscious um, uh, decisions on how you want to treat your body and how with what kind of food you want to fuel your body right and and it's something we do you know three times a day you know it's something you know take it seriously don't you know you go if you are looking to improve your fitness you see a fitness instructor if you need Mm -hmm. um someone to come repair something at your house you get an electrician or plumber so do the same thing with your diet like it's no different seek a professional take it seriously because your health is really, you know, you only have one life to live and your health and your and nutrition just plays such a huge role in, in a healthy lifestyle. I agree. I agree. And at the end of the day, I think what a lot of us are uh, have mu- misunderstood along the way is that, you know, food is not the enemy. You know, we just right. need to learn. <laughs> we just need to learn how to fill our body with, you know, healthy and proper nutrition. Um, exactly to feel to feel our best so yeah but it can yeah. be done <laughs> yes exactly yeah and it's not that difficult it's not complicated it's not expensive it's not you know and as you said it is you have this one life to live you know if you don't focus and prioritize on your health then uh you know when exactly you want to do that <laughs> you know exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and it's but, never too late to start too so. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. And and as you mentioned, I mean, just just, you know, you just need a few months uh, to reverse a type two diabetes. You know, if you really yeah. properly, you know, work every day and, and, you know, kind of push yourself and so on. But I mean, a few months, that's not a long time. You know, that's that's. Oh, no, really yeah, time. it can be done. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all about putting the work in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Diana, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experience with us. It's uh, very much appreciated. Uh, Love having you here. Oh, you're welcome. It was so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Maybe we can we can um, do another another episode sometime soon. Absolutely. Yeah. And expand on that tema uh, on that topic. (laughs) Okay. yeah, that would be great. 
And to our audience, thank you so much for listening. And to learn more about Diana and her work, check out her webpage. And now I'm going to let you please uh, exactly say the name of your webpage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's my name, dianalacalzi.com. Uh, Lacalzi is L-I-C-A-L-Z-I. Um, and then, or you can follow me on Instagram, which is uh, dietitian.diana. Very good. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, <laughs> You're and, welcome. And, and I'll put all the links, um, you know, below on, on, on the web page. And um, yeah, just remember that in order to develop a healthy relationship with food, you need to start listening to your own body and um, uh, emphasize on, you know, educating yourself. And at the end of the day, it's all about figuring out what type of food is best for you and your lifestyle. And this change starts with you. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Slowvolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.